Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, hi, and welcome to another Feel Good Habits episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn Awardnet, but I'm also the guest because a few weeks ago I did a podcast that many of you may have heard. Thank you for listening, my most excellent listeners. Asking if you would like Feel Good Habits to continue, and the overwhelming feedback was, yes, you absolutely would, maybe with some modifications. Watch this space. But the other thing that the majority of you said was, when on earth are you going to share your feel-good habits? And in truth, this was something I was going to do with a very special guest host, but unfortunately schedules and everything, there have been conflict of schedules, as they say in the celebrity world. So we couldn't make it happen, but I had scheduled it to go live. So here it is. These are my five feel-good habits. Now, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that I started it back Um, back in the first or second week of lockdown here in the UK, so end of March, beginning of April 2020. And the objective of the podcast was to, of this particular series, was to publish something first thing on a Monday morning that you, my most excellent listeners who I adore, could tap into. And if you were starting the week feeling uncertain and who wasn't back (laughs) back in the day, at the beginning of the pandemic, if you were beginning the the week feeling uncertain, maybe there was an element of fear, or you were just feeling out of sorts, the idea was that you could put this podcast on and you could listen to somebody share the five things they do to shake off that feeling, essentially, to stop a bad day turning into a bad week, to stop a bad moon turn bad moon, to stop a bad mood turning into something a little darker, etc etc and I've been so lucky to have some incredible guests that share some absolutely wonderful insights about how they keep the darkness at bay essentially I know it's feel-good habits which might sound quite light but actually the deeper meaning of this podcast is how to keep your mental health buoyant how to stay on top of things when actually the world around you might not be might not be the most constructive environment for those things so you have to dig a little deeper to feel good so these are my five and I hope that you find them really useful. I guess because we chat a lot on this podcast, um, both with my guests and in the solo episodes, you might you might anticipate some of the feel-good habits that are coming. But um, I have chosen these five in particular, and trust me, it was very hard to whittle it down to just five, because I... Um, I really wanted to share the ones that have stood out for me and have worked really, really well. And for anyone who is relatively new to the podcast or is relatively new to me, uh, I I had to strategize my feel-good habits a few years ago when I was diagnosed with depression. And uh, clawing your way back from that very dark space can be quite challenging and you do have to, or in my experience, it is incredibly helpful to have strategies in place so that if you feel 
if it feels as though the feet underneath your ground is uh, the feet underneath your ground the ground underneath your feet is suddenly wobbly or unstable it is incredibly useful to have these things to cling on to for that sort of terra firma for that feeling of being supported so the first thing that I'm going to talk about is a morning routine but in my experience and if you're a long-time listener I remember 26 habits which was the series we did for a whole year together in 2018 when we every two weeks we would either make or break a habit I did talk about early mornings and an early morning or a morning ritual is nothing without the preparation of the evening before so Although my morning is very, very important, it is built upon the foundations of having a really good evening, nighttime ritual. And that means unwinding and somehow managing to switch off. And I'm not going to give you the same old, don't look at your phone for half an hour before, but because I, I don't stick to that. Um, I'm, I'm not very good at those things, but I do try to put a ritual in place so that I unwind, get a good sleep. And then my morning ritual is therefore positive and gets off on a really good first step because I have done the work the evening before. So that involves unwinding. It really is about unwinding into the evening so that when you do go to bed you're going to fall asleep pretty easily you're not going to have to sort of think right now I will go to sleep and all of a sudden you're going from 60 miles an hour trying to go down to nothing so I wanted to talk about this because I feel um, I feel strongly that I've actually had to work on this quite hard recently because of the summer simply because of the summer because in the winter it's pretty easy uh, and actually being in lockdown made it a heck of a lot easier because I would work until a certain time, maybe five, five thirty, six is usually my sort of cutoff depending on what I've got on and how productive my day has been. And I would uh, then do yoga, then maybe have a glass of red wine as I made dinner. I would eat dinner. I would eat a television program. And before you knew it, that turned into sort of nine o'clock. Maybe you'd watch two episodes or something. And I know it sounds really ridiculous, but my bedtime when I was at school, when I was sort of at big school, was uh, 10 p.m. So I've just got this internal clock that tries to sort of move me towards the bedroom or thinks, yeah, 10 o'clock, that's that's a, an internal bedtime that's kind of hardwired into me. So I always begin to shuffle at around 10 o'clock to bed. But actually, in the summer, most recently, I found that quite difficult. And I guess this is the second summer we've had in lockdown. And summer kind of crept up on me because if you're in the UK, you'll know that the weather has been pretty inconsistent. We had some really beautiful days, but we've also had some really wintry days. And so I remember a few weeks ago, sort of sitting in the living room, watching TV, thinking, oh, this evening's dragging on and looking and realizing it was quarter to 10, but it was still really incredibly light. So this was a few weeks ago as we were approaching midsummer and suddenly realized that the evenings felt so much longer because there was so much more daylight and thinking, oh gosh, okay, so maybe I need to add a few more things into the evening because they do feel as though they're dragging on. It was before I was uh, had received my second vaccination, so I was still being incredibly careful, even though some of the restrictions here in the UK had been lifted. So uh, I was doing quite a bit of reading. Uh, you may have listened to the podcast with Lee Pycroft where she talked about circadian rhythms and how if you wake up in the morning and you look at sunlight and then in the evening as you unwind, it's because the light is going, then it, it can be a really good thing for kind of getting your body into a schedule of when, I, when, I, when it's light, I'm up, when it's dark, I'm not. 
And then I was also reading Davinia Taylor's book and she talks about circadian rhythms, but she also talks about it in the context of get outside and look at, look up, not look at the sun, obviously, because that's dangerous, but just look up and get the light in your eyes because a lot of chemical reactions happen in your body. When you see the light and when you get up in the morning, when you see the light, it's really good for you, actually. And it wakes up a lot of the things that will make you feel energized during the day. So yes, it can be very tempting. And you know, I love my coffee. It can be extremely tempting to wake up in the morning and have a workout and have a coffee. But I've tried to factor in that wake up, open the window, don't look at the light through the window. Um, I, I live in a, a apartment, a flat, so I'm, and I'm not on the ground floor. So it's not like I can step outside. Although you do know I do go for walks in the park. That may be coming up in a minute. But first thing in the morning, open the window, get the light on my face with some SPF, obviously, but also just see the light. And that has been a really useful thing. But recently, what I've been doing, and it's the luxury of summer, I wouldn't be able to get away with this in winter, but I've actually not been using that much artificial light in the evening to try and sort of really work with these circadian rhythms because my sleep can often be disrupted. So what I've been doing actually is finishing up my work around five or six. I haven't actually been doing any yoga because I've been really bad at that recently. But um, I have been eating early, which so I've been eating between six and seven. And then I do have quite a huge amount of time, actually. There's like three hours before bed or before I start to unwind. So I've been trying actually to sit and read or to do some gentle exercise. I've even been going for walks to the park if it's been dry and just just sitting on a bench, take a 10 minute walk, sit on a bench and read until the light begins to go and it's going to strain my eyes if I read any longer. And if it's uh, wet outside, if it's been raining, I'll do that, sit by the window and essentially read until the light begins to go. And I cannot tell you how incredible that has been for helping me sleep really deeply. And what it has been doing as well is I've actually been waking up a lot earlier. So rather than go to sleep at say 10 o'clock or between 10 and 11 and wake up and feel quite sluggish, it's actually made me wake up and feel quite alert, which is a lovely feeling. So that has been, so that I would say my morning routine is always really important. I, I work out in the morning. I think morning is the best time of the day. It really works for me, but it doesn't, work for you I don't think unless you have a good evening ritual in place so that has been something I've just been tinkering with a little bit I have to be honest working with the daylight and things like that but I'm also aware that I'll probably have to tinker with it again as the light begins to change otherwise I'm going to be going to bed at about four o'clock if I try to do that come September October or October November so a good morning requires a good evening. And that can mean all sorts of things. It can mean that in the evening, you start to incorporate a sleepy time tea or you begin to, yes, you begin to stop looking at your devices. I'm not very good at that. So maybe you do put them away for an hour before bed. The thing I've been trying to do recently is actually not have them in the bedroom overnight. I normally shut them away in a drawer, but I've actually been trying to put them in another room completely. This is something I'm toying with, but I'm that's, that's a bit of a difficult one for me. I don't know if anyone can relate to that. I kind of like, if I do wake up in the middle of the night, I instinctively want to check and just see if I've missed anything. But um, I'm going to really try hard to make sure that the devices are in another room. And essentially, that has just been something that has really, really worked. And 
I know it sounds silly, but wake up, chug a load of water. That also really, really helps. And it just seems that everything else has been on a really positive body clock. Like my digestion has been really good. My energy levels have been really good throughout the day. And I'm winding down, not artificially thinking, oh, I'll have a glass of red wine to wind down. I'm winding down because it just, my body just seems to be naturally like, yeah, let's, let's chill out now and let's go to sleep. So it's all about the morning for me, but a good morning doesn't happen without a good evening. So that is my feel-good habit, is having both of those things in check, and my day is definitely better for it. Another thing that, I honestly, I think is the reward you get from this is so massive. It's instant gratification, but it's also a long-term pleasurable gain that I just, I every time I feel a bit low, and obviously lockdown hasn't been without its challenges, but every time I feel a bit low or I feel like my energy is really dipping, this without a shadow of a doubt, helps and it's cleaning and it's tidying. There's something so methodical about cleaning and organizing that just gets my brain into a very positive headspace. And when I say instant gratification, I mean that, for example, pretty much on a Saturday morning, I wake up, the bed gets stripped, I take everything out of the bathroom, rubber gloves go on and I just do a massive clean. I just clean everything, wipe down every surface, clean all the mirrors and put everything back. And it's such a pleasure to walk in and go, oh, that just just feels really nice and clean. But it's the fact that a couple of days later, you'll appreciate the fact that, I don't know, I've put all my serums facing the right way and everything's in the in a nice order. So every time you go into the bathroom, it just looks organized and you know that you did that. But as you're doing it as well, you just feel as though you're achieving something. And I think that's so important. And I know we've talked many times on this podcast about to-do lists and how making your bed first thing in the morning, as soon as you get up, is great because it's something you've ticked off your list that you don't have to do. And it means it makes coming back into your bedroom if like me, or as lots of us have in, in lockdown work from home, if you go back into your bedroom, there's absolutely no temptation to get into bed because you don't want to make it again. But it also pays dividends because 10 hours later when you go to sleep, your bed has been made really nicely and it feels like, right, I'm now getting into bed. My sleep or my evening is properly, properly starting. So that is something that has really worked for me. And it's it's not a Marie Kondo thing. I don't sort of believe in the feelings of socks if you fold them the wrong way but I just think that I know that for example recently I started following the folding lady on Instagram she's a great account to follow by the way and I used to have a way of folding socks or I used to ball up socks and fold pants in a certain way now I follow the way that she does it and every time I open those drawers I am just given a sense of real achievement because it's so tidy I pull my (laughs) pull my folded knickers out of the drawer like they're some sort of I don't know paperwork out of a filing cabinet because they are so neatly and nicely folded and it takes very little effort to do and yet every day when I go and get pants or socks or anything out of the drawers it just feels like oh this is such a nice experience it's such it's a little bit of work but it just keeps paying off it just keeps keeps paying off and I know for example next week I have a really busy week or when you're listening to this the week that you're listening to this I have a really really busy week ahead of me so I have made sure that the weekend has been about deep cleaning and about tidying things up because I'm probably not going to have the time in the week and so I want to make sure that I get that feel-good feeling all through the week that I appreciate the tidying that I have done how organized things are how things have been put away and it just pays, it just pays, it's such a huge reward, I cannot recommend it enough. And I actually have fallen out of the habit a little bit, I had got a bit lazy recently, and then I was thinking, right, okay, 
why have you got a bit lazy? What's going on? So I had a big clear out since. So in my office, let's talk about my office specifically. In my office, it had begun to feel very cluttered. I get a lot of work deliveries and there's lots of packages and recycling builds up. And I try to, I always do my recycling every day. I go out at least once or twice and take all of my recycling that comes in out and put them in the correct bins. But all of that stuff had built up. So I organized it all, sent it off to beauty banks. Thank you, Joe Jones for organizing that. And then I made everything in the office very, very tidy. But it's not just even about organizing the stuff that you have in the office. I have also found, again, it sort of goes back to the a good morning doesn't come without a good evening. At the end of every working day now, I wipe down my desk, tidy everything up, put all the papers away, put put stuff in a file in filing or for the um on the to-do pile for tomorrow if I might need to reference them. And then I clean my desk so it's just my mouse, my pen and pad and my keyboard. And I get a microfiber cloth and I wipe everything down, wipe the keyboard down, put everything so that it looks completely fresh and new. And then, and you know, if you've been listening for a long time, and then I either rake the carpet or I rake the carpet and I hoover a vacuum in here and I leave it so it's completely perfect completely perfect nothing disorganized everything's in its place everything's been organized anything that I might need for the next day is in the place that I will need it to be the next day not sort of oh where's that thing when I get to my desk tomorrow morning or the next morning and that in and of itself of waking up in the morning doing my workout getting and then thinking right I'm going into the office now it feels I can guarantee you it makes me feel much more productive. It just means that there's no obstacle in the way of getting started and get building momentum and feeling productive. So I would absolutely 100% say that is cleaning and tidying is so important for me. And particularly when it comes to productivity in the office, it makes such a difference if I leave the office in the evening the way I would like to find it in the morning. And genuinely, Cleaning and tidying is something that I used to put off because I think, oh, this is going to take so long. And then actually, when you do put your back into it and you know what you're doing, it really doesn't take that long at all. I think at the end of every day, it takes less than five minutes for me to get my office in order and for me to then feel that real sort of positive outlook when I go into my office the next morning. Just just that tidying, that cleaning makes me feel so good the next day and it takes so little time the night before so cleaning and tidying is huge and if you aren't following the folding lady then I 100% recommend that you do now I alluded to this earlier that getting outside is so important and it's such a it's such an obvious one and I know that in recent times we've become more aware of the benefits of things like forest bathing or what do they call it um something therapy uh it's planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. It's, it's getting lots of new names now because people have realized the benefits and of figuring out ways to monetize it. But essentially just getting outside because getting outside in nature and getting lungfuls of fresh air. Now, I have a little bit of a tendency towards, and I think to say I have a tendency towards agoraphobia is to really minimize a, a really debilitating condition. But I have a tendency to, I can get into a really bad habit of not going outside. And that was definitely something that I struggled with a bit in lockdown. I Because there was an invisible airborne virus outside, it could be very easy to not want to go outside. But I would make myself do my allowed one hour of exercise outside a day, just go for a nice long walk. But it has, it is something that I sometimes think, have I been out today? I just find it quite easy not to. And I know that that can sometimes be a sign of something else going on. So every day without fail, I try to go outside. And like I said, recently as the evenings has, have felt a much, much longer, I have tried to incorporate getting outside, even if it's for the second time that day or third time that day, I have tried to incorporate going outside into my evening routine and going walking to the park and reading my book on a bench and actually it's so nice and calm in the evening and the air changes it feels a lot fresher anyway so getting outside and I was feeling quite agitated a few weeks ago because it had felt it had very much felt like I hadn't been outside for a long time it was before the restrictions had been had been lifted in the way that they are now so it was still possible to go out but I hadn't gone anywhere I had sort of stayed in my local park in my flat done very minimal sort of exploration if you like and there was one morning where I just thought oh I can't even do this anymore jumped in the car and I tried to find basically somewhere where I could go and climb do a hike and then get to a get to a summit and see out and see views and it was only a few weeks later when I then spoke to Lee Pycroft who talked about the fact that actually seeing the world in panorama sends a message to the brain that you're safe and it really reduces anxiety that I thought, oh gosh, that actually makes sense. I just had this real need to not only go outside and be outside and get lungfuls of air and to be around nature and to touch trees and grass and what have you, but I guess I also wanted to be up high and just be able to see for a long way. And I guess, you know, having been in a very in the limited confines of um, a, a flat, maybe that was something that I hadn't realised was really important, but it was something I instinctively knew I had to do. But the other thing about getting outside, I think, is breathing, which is obviously really obvious. We breathe all the time and we breathe when we're outside. But ever since I read James Nestor's book, um, I always forget because I've got Richie Bostocks, but basically um, both of those guys, James and Richie, have been on the podcast, but James in particular talks about nasal breathing. So when I go for a long walk, I am really mindful to try and follow this rhythm that he talks about in the book of breathing in for 5.5 seconds. I don't count to five and a half, I just count to five or six. And breathing breathing in for five and breathing out for five through in and out through the nose, which actually when you try it, it's not as instinctive as you think. So you do have to kind of give, give it a bit of attention. But 
I can very easily get addicted to my, I have an Apple watch. And so I think, oh, I've got to go for a walk today because I want to get this many steps in, or I want to get this many calories in, or I want to exercise for this many hours, or I want to be upright for this many hours. And every now and again, I have to go for a long walk, not worry about the speed, not worry about what points I'm going to earn, not worry about anything, and just focus on that breathing, the five in, the five out, and just actually try and go relatively slowly. Try not to push, because I'm not trying to achieve any kind of goal. I just want to get outside and breathe. And I do think that James's technique is brilliant. And also, the other thing that I do when I'm out... And I do walk to exercise sometimes. I do think, right, I'm going to get an hour in. I'm going to keep my heart rate above this, but below that, because I know that's a really good zone for me. But if I'm just going out for a walk, I will find, again, a bench, usually on a high, the highest point I could find, and I'll do some Wim Hof breathing. He's got some brilliant exercises on his YouTube channel. I'll put those on on my phone, stick my headphones in, do the breathing exercises, and I feel so invigorated and also incredibly calm so getting outside is great but also getting outside and using it as an opportunity to do some breath work is wonderful and the James Nestor breath work it's not like Wim Hof where you have to sit sit or stop and do it it's just you can do it as you're walking along five in count for five in count for five out it is so refreshing and renewing and invigorating The fourth one I wanted to talk about is friends and I think actually Sally Hughes when she came on the podcast really really opened my eyes to the work that goes into friendships and how much you have to nurture them and again a little bit like the agoraphobia thing I can be quite good at not changing how I feel about people but just forgetting to stay in touch and so I have worked really hard since uh, Sally came on the show actually I thought god I'm just going to check in on those people I'm going to send messages to those people because it just isn't an obvious reflex for me necessarily but um, she's absolutely right you put the work in or you show people that you care and the bonds are the bonds are worth nurturing essentially and I think like a lot of people during lockdown the majority of my communication with people has been through text and I always think I have spidey senses through text messages you read things a certain way I'm sure we all do we but there is a tendency to read messages emails especially uh slightly negatively which is why it's always good to pick up the phone but I've been really trying to nurture the friendship nurture my friendships and almost be not be drawn to ones towards the ones that um are really obvious I'm quite good at being quite myopic and just focusing on a few people and actually sometimes then thinking oh, I haven't heard from so-and-so for a while and I think it was Julia Samuel I was talking to recently where we were talking about how friendships make you feel and how this lockdown has been an opportunity to actually really lean into that how do friendships make you feel because we haven't been able to be around people and physical dynamics are very different from just kind of the normal dynamics and actually I think it was Julia and we were talking about make a list of how just at the end of the week just just make a list of who you've spoken to and how you felt afterwards and it sounds quite clinical but actually it's been really wonderful for making me realize the friendships that are out there that I have that are really important to me that perhaps I have been really rubbish at giving time to and the people who if I've said hey let's get get on a zoom and then you have a zoom call and it feel you feel buoyant for days afterwards because actually you realize how brilliant they are and I'm quite bad for sort of getting into a bit of a cocoon and so friends have been really important listening to that dynamic and it's interesting and I've spoken to loads of friends who've said the same thing in lockdown how the friends that they used to see a lot it's not the same and 
they they do naturally talk less and as we begin to be able to socialize more obviously those friendships will pick up but how lockdown has been a really brilliant opportunity actually for unlocking these incredible lines of communication with maybe their more introverted friends who are less likely to be social butterflies but who are really up for a zoom call or having a bit of a gossip over over a, a whatsapp so that has been something that i've really paid attention to and i feel and again it was sally that was really the prompt for that but i feel uh, as though uh, i've even in the difficult circumstances of lockdown the friendships that i have have become much richer so that has been really lovely so that would be my feel-good habit would be nurture the friendships and not always the ones that need most of your attention actually sometimes the ones that require tiny like they don't ask a lot of you are the ones that really um nurture you and make you feel great and then finally and this is something that I've, i'm really wrestling with because i just sort of i feel so dumb for being so late to the party and lee actually mentioned it on the podcast and i wanted to go off on a tangent but i knew i was going to bring it up in the show so i didn't but she mentioned it too but learning Learning during lockdown has been one of the greatest gifts (laughs) because I, on this podcast, you know, I speak to a lot of people about a lot of different subjects. That's one of the things I love about this show is that, um, that the variety of topics covered is so broad. And that means I'm constantly reading or investigating or researching a topic that usually I don't know a huge, a huge amount about. And actually, I've just taken that a little bit further in, I would say, the last six months in that I was chatting to uh, one of the brilliant baristas in my local coffee shop and she was talking about an online course that she was doing. And I thought, God, I've never thought about that. I had actually done, I tried to do distance learning a while ago, but it didn't really didn't really work that was my fault not the course's fault but um, she was talking about these online courses so I went online and found this uh, found some courses essentially and just thought God for the sake of 10 modules which will take me I don't know a few weeks I can get a very introductory like base level knowledge on a topic that is quite interesting to me and so that's what I've been working my way through in lockdown and as well with the fact that you have to do tests, like you have to do modules and there's an assessment, then you get a result. It's actually sort of fired up this new reflex. And I think when Frances Edmonds came on the podcast, I've been doing it for a little while then. And just speaking to her, it made me realize actually how enriching that is. It makes your world so much bigger to learn. And I know I've said this before, but it genuinely is one of the best things I've started doing for myself is thinking about a subject every Sunday what is a subject I would like to know a little bit more about, but I feel completely ill-equipped to talk about? I wouldn't want to contribute to a conversation if it came up. Or if somebody said uh, they wanted to come on the podcast to talk about it, I would feel incredibly intimidated because I just wouldn't know. And then what I do is I sit down, Takes honestly, it takes no more than 10 to 15 minutes, and I go on Google, I goog, this is the new, new lingo I heard someone say, I googed it. I go on and I find five introductory articles about that topic or five sort of beginner level uh, articles about that particular topic and I email them to myself or I put them in a diary alert one each day of the week for the following week Monday to Friday to hit my inbox first thing usually hopefully before anything else has and then I will read that before I start my day now if I've made my bed I've read that article I've got to work out in whether it's um, 
I don't know, a Jillian Michaels or a Zana Van Dyke or an Alice Living training or a walk outside or some yoga. If I do those three things and I usually get those three things done before 8.30 or 8 a.m. in the morning, that already feels like achieving quite a lot. And again, that just makes me feel... gosh, the the, the day's already off to a great start. What else can I do today? And the day then ahead of me is so much more productive. It absolutely is. And so I think when David Badanas came on the podcast recently and uh, we Zoom called, we recorded via Zoom and he had a huge library behind him of books. And I remember coming off the call just thinking it would take me a lifetime to learn what he knows, to what he's processed, the languages that he knows, the subjects. That, and, and I wouldn't know where to begin to even try to be able to learn what he has to have a conversation with him about some of those things. So how brilliant is it that I get to speak to him and he can share it? But what do I know? And so I just kind of thought, right, it's on me now to learn a bit more and to not be scared of Uh, not be scared of big topics and not to continue saying I don't know how to do something it's very easy to go online and find out how to do something and I think I was just getting quite frustrated at myself for particularly with finance for example I've never been very good at understanding finance I don't get the lingo and so I uh, even though I have a brilliant accountant that I work with I do feel strongly it's upon me to learn some of it myself I might not do my books but so that when we have a call I know what he's on about and I don't have to say oh would you mind just explaining what that means and so that's what I've been trying to do for myself and it just makes the world feel bigger and less scary at the same time but also it just makes me feel good because I feel as though I am I am making myself a more robust better educated person so those are my five feel good habits a great morning and why a a great evening routine is so important for a great morning cleaning and tidying getting outside and getting outside if you can hook some breath work onto that oh my goodness amazing friends and nurturing your friendships and also learning now i know you might be thinking but you haven't mentioned exercise it's only because if you're listening to this but you also follow me on instagram you'll already know i bang on about it so much that you don't need me to remind you that i really feel good by doing exercise especially in the morning that's just a given for me but if i need to say it again i absolutely i absolutely love a workout in the morning I love the feeling of getting stronger. I enjoy the feeling of being physically capable. I was chatting to a friend the other day. I love the feeling of getting to the end of a workout and sweating, like actually just being dripping in sweat. Not that a good workout, you don't have to sweat for a workout to be good, but I particularly enjoy those sessions where I'm just, I have to get a towel or a microfiber cloth and some cleaning fluid at the end and clean up the floor because I've made an absolute mess because I've sweated all over it. That just makes me feel really good. The sweat just feels like a, a visual visual evidence of the achievement. And I just love I just love a good sweat session. So those are my feel-good habits. And I will have a guest here next week. So don't worry. The show is still continuing. I know lots of you have been in touch to say, please don't stop feel-good habits. But I hope you don't mind me being indulgent. I know lots of you asked, but in sharing my own, because these are the ones that have really helped me during lockdown. And for listeners who don't know, I've spent all of lockdown or uh, alone. So it's nice to be back out in the world now that I'm double vaxxed and, and the restrictions have lifted. But uh, these are the ones that throughout the sort of darkest times or the hardest parts of the various lockdowns that we've been in, those are the ones that absolutely 100% stopped me from ever feeling blue or in a mood or thinking 
thoughts that weren't going to be helpful. So I hope that you've enjoyed that. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, you know I love hearing from you. Email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or you can DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I am at Emma Guns. Or, and I hope you do, please do go to the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode and join the Facebook forum. There are thousands of us in there chatting about all sorts of things. All you have to do is answer a question and agree to the forum rules and I will welcome you in with open arms as we all will please do come and join us ask a question of the group they are such a brilliant community who are so helpful and we would love you to join us thank you so much for listening i will see you on the next one bye